performers happiness in the arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage we bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity authenticity love and of course humor all guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers and while we do it ah we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis penis I want to tell you guys, at the end of Victoria, every other Wednesday, Josh is always talking up everyone and uplifting the people who are at the present cabaret, and everybody gets that Mr. Rogers moment. So he literally engulfs that within, brings he he puts it and throws it on every single person, and they leave uplifted, believing in themselves, moved, all those things. All right, what is your why? Go for it. Oh, I was gonna. Well, I was just talking about this with my boyfriend yesterday yeah mm, nope day before day before he said who is who's somebody who when you were growing up you admired and the first answer to that will always be my grandmother but the second is mr rogers um did not have cable don't know also i don't know where the camera is oh it's just where your it's camera's that on your way phone. yeah i just look at it's you. not my phone <laughs> on my phone. Um, I had to hijack my roommate's phone so I could do this. Uh, I did not have cable. I do not know what Nick at Night is. I did not get the Rugrats. I did not get any of that. I watched PBS. Yeah. I watched Zoom, Arthur, and Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street. Oh my God. And Brilliant Mr. Rogers was always my favorite person. And there was something about the way he spoke and how he talked to people who he didn't know. He didn't know who was on the other side of the screen, but he, he made you feel like he knew who you were and he was speaking directly to you. And yes. he didn't dumb things down for you. He spoke, to, he spoke to children the way they should be spoken to, which is like little adults who are capable of thinking. Um, he spoke about kindness. He spoke about how important imagination is. He spoke yes. about how important liking yourself is and uh, getting to know other people. He would take you to a world of make-believe. And then yes. on the other side, he would, he would interview people who normally wouldn't be interviewed, but were part of what he would call his neighborhood, was, which was just another way of saying the world around us. He, he would take you on field trips to go and figure out how, like, crayons were made. So, anyways, the thing that I went to go get was what I think everybody should have by their bedside, which is the book called The World According to Mr. Rogers. Oh, my goodness. Ah, timing is everything. That is amazing. Yes. What a perfect book. And, of course, you own that book. <laughs> a team, I got my, this one as a gift. I have a friend. Somebody's saying I agreed. Like we got an ugly yes. here. Yes. Agreed. I like if All you right. if you don't know about this book, go get this book. Purchase it for people for Christmas. I also have a lot of other books that we can talk about. But yes, questions. Yes. All right. So I just want to start off with when you're going and you're talking to musical theater performers, what's the first the first thought that comes into your mind that you wanna address when you're just thinking of a message <laughs> that you think will uplift others? The first two things in present that come to my mind every time. Uh, 
quick plug. If you didn't know, I do coachings. I do a lot of uh, coachings for musical theater performers as well as uh, straight actors. And uh, I think the two things that I have found myself repeating over and over lately are, are you willing or are you not willing? Mm. And we can get into that. That's the yes, first. We will. And the and the second uh, is one that was passed on to me that we actually talked about this past Actoria that I have taken to heart very, very deeply. And it's don't let perfect get in the way of good. Oh, don't let perfect get in the way of good. I love that. Well, let's start off and dig into what do you mean by are you willing or are you not willing? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think picture it. You're you're at a you're at a school. You're getting your degree. Maybe you're in high school, wherever you are. But maybe you're at a BFA program. All you dream of doing is going to New York City. You want to be in the Big Apple. You want to be in that life. You think about your dreams of Broadway and national tours and. You have all of these wonderful dreams and you move here and you are ready to pound the pavement and you do and you pound it so hard that within a year and a half, you're tired. Yeah. You're starting to feel burnt out. You may have taken your card and you feel like it happened too soon. You, uh, your equity card, for those who don't know what card means. Um, you, you, there's so many facets. And I think the bottom line comes to is that the truth is you don't know what this career is going to be. No one's career has ever had the same exact trajectory. No one's path has ever been exactly the same. And to take that to a deeper level, you can act until the day you die. You can perform until the day that you die. So you may not be the 25 year old who gets a national tour, but you might be the 62 year old that does a movie with Meryl Streep. You, You don't know where your life is going to go. So the question you have to ask yourself daily when it comes to being in a world, now let's talk truth for a second. Being in the theater, we have some things that I call truths. You have a very, unstable financial climate you have a fine you have a world where jobs and job openings are few and far between you have a world where work short term not long term you have a world where you have so many variables that are unknowns that that alone That, that question may seem simple and people may answer it quickly, but you have to sit and actually like grasp it. Today, in this moment, in this place where I am in life, am I willing to be an actor? And by saying that, it's am I willing to do any and everything that I must to make that goal and that dream come true? And if your answer is I am willing, then you must accept every sacrifice and every single challenge that comes your way to get that goal, to get that dream. If you're not willing, it's okay. It's okay to say I'm not willing right now. It's okay to say, you know what? I need a week off from auditions. It's okay to say I need a month off. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to take a nine to five for at least a year so I can pay off my credit card debt 
and come back to myself because right now I don't even know where my creative life lives. And by doing all of that, no, it's not a couple of years you may say, I'm not willing. I'm here and it's okay. Because if you're not willing to do that, you will be willing to do something else. Yeah. So I need to give you guys a heads up of what's going on, if you're wondering. So I'm in a car with I'm a bunch wondering. of performers. I'm, uh, yes, I know. I'm all, my husband's like, I can't see you. It's loud in the background. I'm like, oh, my God, husband. All right. So what's happening is I'm actually with a group of girls right now. We're going to our sits probe for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So we're in a car. Everybody yes. say, hey, hey. All right. What I'm going to try to do is something a little different. I'm going to take out my mic. Don't keep yours in. I got to just make sure there's no echo. You guys, let me know who's listening, if there's any echo, so that way people can still hear. Can you hear me okay, Josh? Speak. Oh, yeah, I'm good. All right. So um, Ryan wrote, I'm wondering. All right. So, um, all right. So let's, so we're saying that no. And then what was your other message that you said? Your, miss, your, your thoughts, you, it was, um, are you in or not? And then what was the second half of your advice, your big picture advice, those two things? You gave two good things, did you See, know? Our, I already lost it. This is the problem <laughs> with me being Mr. Rogers is that it better get recorded so somebody can go back and remind me what I said. I love it. Um, That's totally fine. Um, so let's move forward. No, no, no. Hold on. I'll get it. I'll get it. Are you willing or are you not willing? Uh, I forget it. I forget okay. it. I give a lot of advice. You are giving great advice. You always give great advice. Now, Josh, Am I? I want you to share your own, maybe like one of your recent struggles and what you've done for yourself to get out of that to help inspire others. Um, <laughs> um, oh my God, why uh, are you thinking Ryan says it looks like I got kidnapped? <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. She'll be fine. Um, a recent for me, I, I just, I'm very honest for the most part, uh, when I can be to tell people about the struggles that are going on in my life in the hopes that specifically being an advocate for mental health awareness, um, really, really making sure that people are able to feel that that doesn't need to be something that's silenced and that's something that can be talked about and that's something that can be normal conversation because everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through stress and anxiety. It just incubates and festers in people in different ways. Um, recently, I tend to have a good old, I had a panic attack maybe two weeks ago. It was right before Halloween. I was at a party and I didn't know anybody there. And I felt this pressure to put on as much of a social uh, smile as I could, but I just couldn't do it. So I left. And then that night I, I was home and I was in my bed and I started the good old uh, existential crisis, which I think we all tend to have as performers, which is what am I doing with my life? It, why am I not where I wanna be? Why am I not getting to that place that I thought I would be at the age that I am. Um, could I be doing more? Could I be serving people better? Could I, could I be making more money? 
should I live in New York? Should I not live in New York? Am I going to go to that audition tomorrow? Do I have the right songs in my book? And it turns into this spiral, this lovely, yeah. lovely spiral that turns into a snowball and that snowball becomes a mountain. And then before you know it, you are just trying to figure out how you're going to climb over that mountain. Um, and I, for me, it's talking to people. It's trying to understand that we as performers are so used to performing in a show and then worrying about where the next job is going to be, what the next audition is going to be. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we live a life of being directly in the moment. Um, I think all performers need to find their way of practicing mindfulness more. Uh, and you have to take the step back. And I have to take the step back very, very often and say, this is what I have done. This is where I am at. This is what I have right now, which is this is today. This is what I am given. And I will make the most of it and do the best with it that I can. And if that doesn't mean that my goals are accomplished in this day, that doesn't mean that I'm not on the path towards accomplishing my goals. Yeah. And I think that gives me more clarity and a little more ease to breathe. And my, my 2020 goal, I wouldn't call it a resolution, but my goal has already started and it's granting myself more grace, more patience with myself. I don't think in New York City performers grant themselves enough grace. I think we are incredibly hard on ourselves. And I just remembered what my second thing was and it was um don't let perfect get in the way of being good ah yes you have to be good at you have to be good at something to work hard enough to become great at something to work hard enough to become excellent at something to work hard enough to make something that is incredibly difficult look flawless of laziness going on and I think the laziness is no one's necessary fault I'm not gonna point fingers and say you're lazy I'm going to say where are you putting your energy what are you in the theater for if you're not in the theater with the intention to serve others to find more empathy inside yourself to tell stories so that you can cause audiences to ask questions uh, to have audiences be able to escape for a moment, to laugh, to enjoy, to forget about the ongoings of 2019. If you don't go in with the intention of service, then why really are you in this profession? And if it's for any other reason of grandeur, it's gonna be short-lived. Yeah, yeah. That's in my opinion. In my opinion. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Thank you. Um, I was You're wondering welcome. for anyone who may be questioning themselves right now in theater and if they're meant to be in it, especially if they're a person who did not book a gig during this time, mm -hmm. what are things you have to say about that in order to just uplift and get yes. yourself back on the saddle or keep it on your butt on the saddle? You fall down, you get up. 
Yeah, I think uh, everything is mindset. Everything is perspective. Everything is how you see things. I just listened to this amazing TED talk about how we are the narrators of our own stories, meaning our lives, but how many times we as the narrator are a false narrator um, because we will gloss over things. We will want to tell the story the way we want it to be heard and understood rather than like just taking a seat in the truth of what's happening. And here's the first thing. If you are in any city right now and you are attempting to live the life of an actor as a profession, you are already brave enough because you're choosing that. You are so strong to want to go into a business that has zero financial security, zero options for, for anything that most other jobs have. You're lucky if you can maybe get health insurance. You're lucky if you can have a savings account in the profession of theater. And there are so many who do, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's many, many people who are far more financially satisfied than I am. But to be an actor and to every day go and audition is so brave. I think if you're struggling right now, I think if you had that callback and it didn't go your way, I think if you are on a rut where you feel like you're, you're working and you're pounding the pavement, but it's just not working, I think it's time to sit back and think about everything. What, what is your intention when you go to audition? Is it to book a job or is it to do your best? Is it to be what the casting director wants or is it to be exactly who you are and if the casting team is interested in what you're selling, they will call you back. Put the power back into your hands. You, your job is to audition when you are not performing. It's your job. Make the job creative and worthwhile. Sing songs that you love, not songs that you think you have to sing. Um, audition for things that you are interested in, not things that you just go to because there's some place in your brain that is saying, I have to go to this audition because I could be in this show. If you don't want to be in the show, don't go. If you are struggling right now, maybe take a break. Take a week off. Take some time off. Get therapy. Get a journal. Get a notebook and start writing down what you're grateful for. Write down every single song that you love. Create a one-person show. Go to Actoria or to any platform where you can perform again in a way where you remember that you do this because you want to share something that you have so much inside of your soul with other people and rekindle that relationship so that then maybe you can look at the relationship you have with auditioning and with other aspects of the business and you can, you can find a way to marry them. You can find a way to say, oh, this is how I feel when I sing, but it's for friends. So how do I translate that into when I go into a room for people who could be my potential employers? I think if you're struggling right now, the biggest thing you can do is stop living in the circumstance of the life of a struggling actor. It's not cool. You don't need to be a starving actor in 2019. 
pretty much every actor, even on Broadway, has a second job that they do in the morning before they go do their eight shows a week. Make money. Feed yourself with good food. Get good sleep. Exercise when you can. Go out for a walk. Get fresh air. Take a minute to meditate. There's like a thousand and one things you can do rather than sitting in the circumstances of self-loathing and thinking that you're not enough. And I think that's 99% of actors' problems is that we don't think we're enough. We don't think we're pretty enough. We don't think that we're talented enough. We don't think that we can belt the right way. We don't think we're enough. And if you walk into every room, and I'm not even just talking audition rooms, but if you walk into every room that you go into in life with that feeling of I'm not enough, where and who are you looking to fulfill that not enoughness? What will fill you? What will fill you? And the answer is it's all there. You're enough. You're already filled. There are no missing puzzle pieces. All there are are, interestingly enough, I think the puzzle is already done. You just may not be able to see it all clearly. And it takes a clear mind and a full heart and you can't lose. And yes, I just quoted Friday Night Lights. Yes, awesome. I have, uh, somebody wrote, I relate with taking back the audition and do your best you. But when that doesn't pull a job after so long, it gets frustrating. And then someone Absolutely. else wrote, the stress will take a toll on your spirit. Yes. Really but here's the thing. Here's the thing with stress. I like to think of, um, I've been having this conversation with myself. For those who don't know, I've been very public about when I started going to therapy. I'm not seeing a therapist right now, but Cassandra and I, we, we did wonderful work together. And something that I had to start exploring <laughs> was stress and anxiety. Rather than looking at it as a negative, can you look at stress and anxiety as a friend? Can you look at stresses and anxiety as a notification on your iPhone? Let me go just a little bit further into that. Stress and anxiety generally are wonderful things because what they are doing is they are your body's way of creating fear. And we need fear because fear is what keeps us to make sure we look both ways so we don't get hit by a car. Fear is maybe I should take a step back from the ledge because I might fall off it. And I'm not talking a figurative ledge, I'm talking a literal ledge. So there's fear that can help us, fear that can help us survive, fear that can save us. But then there's also fear that exists in things that aren't true. Fear that's irrational. Fear that if you asked yourself a series of questions, you would come to realize that it's not real. One of mine used to be when I was younger is, I don't want to eat this cake or I don't want to eat this food that everybody else is eating because I'll get fat. And I had to start to learn to ask myself, but Josh, do you weigh an amount of pounds on the scale that say that you're, that you're clinically what somebody would say obese? No. Is one slice of cake going to make you fat? No. Is this all in your mind and you trying to have more control over your body and what you intake into it? 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 I can move on. Give me the piece of cake. Now, it wasn't that easy when I was a kid, but that's what you have to do with fear when it comes to auditions and stress. It's okay. Here's my mind right now. I have three auditions today. I have to go and work a 12-hour catering shift. My girlfriend is mad at me. Uh, I need to, like, go and have a conversation with my roommate because uh, the bathroom is a mess. My mom is angry with me because I haven't talked to her in a week. All of these things. Whatever they are. Whatever they are. Those are all made-up things, but, like, think about them. That's causing stress. That's causing fear. Can you stop? Can you go, okay, thanks fear. Thanks stress. Thanks anxiety for the check-in. Now let me check these things in. Yes, I have three auditions. If I can't get to all three, then you know what? I should prioritize them. One, two, three. If I get to one audition today, that's a success. One is better than none. Two is great, three is awesome, but if I can't, I can't. I have a 12-hour catering shift. Can you look at the catering shift differently? Can it instead be, ugh, I have to do this, this is awful, and be, you know what, this catering shift is gonna pay my rent, which means I get to stay in New York longer, which means I get to continue what I have chosen to do with my life, which is be an actor in New York, because I said I'm willing to do what it takes. My roommate, and I need to have a chat, cool. Is that necessary to talk about today? No. So then let me tell you my newest little theory on life. It's the anthill versus the mountain. 90% of our problems in life are anthills and not mountains, and we just need to, like every good human should do, just notice that the anthill is there and nicely walk over it, not walk on it. Don't be mean to the ants. They didn't do anything to you. Just walk over it. it it's not important. It's just not important. It's inconsequential. So move on. If there's a mountain and you decide it's a mountain, you need to be prepared to know how to get up that mountain. So yeah, maybe the conversation with your mom who's mad at you for not talking, maybe just send a text saying, hey, right now I'm busy. Um, it's been a really stressful week, but I will call you as soon as I can. You are in control of your life. The times that you don't feel like you are in control of your life are because you are spinning. So stop spinning, get off the ride for a second, and just stay still. Do a check-in. Write down every single thing that's going on that's causing you stress and figure out what needs to be taken care of and what can't be taken care of right now. Make priorities. If you are an actor who has been having a lot of trouble when it comes to auditions. You've been doing really well, callbacks after callbacks, or you feel like people say, that was fantastic, you sound great, or it's so good to see you. I watch this so many times with friends where literally casting directors will say, you sound so good, you sound so good, like you're amazing. And then they never, they can't get feedback from their agents. They can't get feedback themselves. Sometimes the feedback is just, it's just not the right time. You're not in control. You're in control of if you wanna be in this business or not. Take off all of the hats that you're wearing. You can't be an actor, a casting director, a director, a costume designer, a producer, all at once. You can only be one thing at a time. When you're preparing, 
And this is the other thing. When you're pre- so take that off because the thing that I've started hearing more and more is because of classes that um are huge in New York where people are able to have one in one one-on-one conversations and meetings with casting directors and creative teams which which for some people could be a fabulous experience and for others might not be the right thing for them at the moment. Who knows? That's everybody else's journey. But it's creating a lot of um, information coming out from places that people aren't necessarily taking as one person's opinion or one person's piece of information and are taking it for the absolute word of God. And that's no good because you are in control of your life. So yes, a casting director says, I don't think boys should wear jewel tone shirts. Okay, but what if you love jewel tone shirts? Wear the jewel tone shirt. Who gives up? I forgot that there's probably no bleeping. Um, oh, I think it's fuck live. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, ass, you're good. See, sweet. If if you're struggling, if you're struggling, then the first question I would ask you is: Are you doing something outside of auditioning that is feeding your soul? Yeah. Are you? painting are you drawing are you going rock climbing are you i I go in box i go i go in shadow box um are you doing something else that fills a passion that's inside of you that makes you equally as excited as you feel when you nail that 32 bars let's be real eight bars for you women um and eight bars but you know what i look here's here's it's a perspective change and i wasn't this way and anyone who's watching this who is like well he's got it together oh i don't i don't at all i'm a hot mess express i am a disaster waiting to happen but i'm trying to teach myself how to look at things differently because you can and here's an example eight bars it's an eye roll Most of us roll our eyes, but you know what? Find the eight bars that is the one sentence that you love to sing, that is a sentence that is just pure truth to you, no matter if it's belty, no matter whatever it is, and just always go in and sing that. Yeah. Just go sing that. Yeah, just really- Because you'll always walk away. Finding where you, it's part of you that, that fulfills you. When you come forward, it's not yes. just saying, yeah, I love that. I love that. And just to the auditions are for you. Start closing your thoughts. So get to the sort of the closing things. And, um, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be bringing you back because this is fucking awesome. All right. Continue, <laughs> continue Mr. Rogers. Um, last point. <laughs> the, oh, this is my last point. Yeah. We got to get to the last point. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. cause I've run out of time okay. to go in for our sits probe. I'm literally outside of it. I, I love it. I love it. Too. I love that. Yeah, that Yazbek uh, score is amazing. Um, okay, I think this is going to be the last one. It's a, it's getting colder. It's getting darker. We spend a lot more time by ourselves in the winter than we do necessarily with people. I challenge you to do the opposite. I challenge you to find ways to find your community, to get off of your phones and to stop the social media comparison versus inspiration because the majority of us just compare ourselves on social media. So find people who inspire you, 
get in touch with them, even if they're strangers right, and right now, and say, you inspire me. I would love to grab coffee with you. I would love to work with you. I would love to get to know you. Could I send you questions to ask you how you get through this? Take the winter as an opportunity to plant the seeds that are going to inevitably grow when the sun comes back out. And I think that's so important. Plant those seeds now. Start small. Don't think you have to change your life and have a full renovation tomorrow. Yeah. Start small. Pick one thing. They always say it takes 21 days to make a habit. It takes 90 days to make a lifestyle. So pick one thing that you would like to change, one thing that you would like to do, and just start. Yeah. What have you got to lose? And if you don't, Finish the 21 days. If you don't finish the 90 days, then you don't. But try. Because all we're on this planet for is for each other. Human be we're people who need people. And we're the luckiest people. And that's just the fact. And if, if, we, don't, if we don't realize that, if we don't walk through life with empathy and with kindness for each other and with respect for each other's journeys that we're all going on, then why are, what is life worth living and why are you bothering spending the time trying to get on stages to tell stories about other people's lives? Right, right. Start, yeah. start with your life. Your life is an incredible story. It's waiting to be told. Thank you. Oh, Mr. Rogers, Josh, Mr. Rogers, Josh, same thing, interchangeable. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. If You're you welcome. wanted to come back on, write Encore down below. Also, private message me as well or tell me in person. I think I'm going to bring you back no matter what because this is just incredible. I could not be more grateful. I love you very, very much.